Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Get Low. I'm Joe. I'm Aaron. And uh, we've got some fun stuff to talk about. Yes, because because uh, this uh, this week has been quite amazing for one particular band um, as far as what they did for the fans and what they released. Um, uh, honestly, by the title, if you if you couldn't tell. Uh, so, Aaron, I'm going to let you jump in on this first because you told me about it. Yeah, so uh, A Day to Remember, a little band you all may know and love, uh, decided they were going to, um, well, first of all, we got a video of a Degenerates acoustic version. Yes. Um, they that, I think, the day before. And then we got, we got notified that they were going to be doing an entire acoustic live stream set, which Joe and I both watched. And let me be the first one to say, I was not disappointed. <laughs> No, I was not disappointed in the slightest. Yeah, it was. Uh, it had a. It was short. That was about the only thing wrong with it is that it ended. <laughs> but it was a free. It was a free way for them to connect with their fans. You know, it was a. It was nice. I enjoyed it a lot. Absolutely. So, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, it was on YouTube. It was on their YouTube channel. Um, Aaron told me about it ahead of time, uh, and we both tuned in. I believe it was Monday night. Was it? Uh yes, yes, yeah. Monday night. So Monday, the 25th, uh, and it it started at eight o'clock Eastern standard time. Uh, it ran for about 30 minutes. And like Aaron said, the worst part about all of it was the fact that it ended. I remember messaging you, you and I were messaging one another as we were watching it, just like going through such like fanboy fits. And then at the very end, I was like, I was like, wait a second. Wait, is that it? Bro, Bro, when they, uh, I, I don't know how much you were expecting because like a day to remember has been very up and down lately um, as far as, you know, their releases and pushing back their album 18 damn times. And, but you know what? I can honestly say I was happy with every second of that. It was great. And yeah, Joe's right. We were, we, we messaged each other like 10 minutes till and we're like, you watching? Yeah. All right. <laughs> 10 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> like we were yep. hype. Oh yeah. And uh, honestly, I like, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, at least go to their YouTube channel and watch the Degenerates live acoustic uh, version. It's, it's fantastic. Honestly, I, 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 you and I disagreed on this. I think Degenerates is actually better acoustic than it is the, uh, the regular way they play it. No, no. You said resentment was better acoustic than the other way. That's was it resentment? Me. Yeah. Oh, well, I think both then. So there you go. <laughs> now, um, resentment resentment also was fantastic uh in every every aspect uh, acoustically but the song that made me sob just like it does every time i hear it live just like it does every time i belt it in my car or at my desk or in my shop with friends if it means a lot to you was one of the most beautiful songs i have ever heard acoustically oh it was so good and, and are we allowed to spoil it a little bit and tell like tell the fans what happened during that song? Well, well, absolutely. Because I mean, unfortunately, so if you go to the YouTube channel right now, all you can see is the Degenerates uh, song. You can't watch the whole thing. They had it up for 24 hours and they took it down. Uh, and I know that for a fact because I was watching it before they took it down. And then I went back to watch it again and it was gone. It was at eight o'clock. However, Go ahead. However, it is on Spotify. It is on Spotify. 
and it is on uh you know everywhere you stream music they have the it as an ep that it is yes that it is um so if you go on spotify right now live at the audio compound uh the song uh the track listing is as follows uh mind reader i surrender resentment i'm already gone if it means a lot to you rescue me degenerates take cover and everything we need by the way did you uh i actually looked up that take cover song did you ever figure out what it was i know that it was a cover at least to my yeah. knowledge because so i don't know if you were looking at the chat um during the live stream but the chat was lighting up saying that it was a cover of something but i didn't catch what yeah it's I a just band called acceptance acceptance yeah that's the band i honestly have never heard of them and i don't know if i'm gonna get yelled at for that but i haven't and so interesting interesting yeah. we'll have to check that out um but that Going was back to the song that made you cry <laughs> yes if it means a lot to you now I don't know everybody. So, okay. okay. Let, let me put it to you like this. We're going to get in the feels for a second. <laughs> everybody has that song that just takes them back to the breakup. And it, and when I say the breakup, everybody knows exactly what I mean. The breakup, like that one breakup where you were like, I could have made this work. Like, mm-hmm. I could have done something to fix this. And if it means a lot to you is a song that resonates with me from playing on the road where I go back to thinking about that. And I'm like, you know, where I am today, I'm married. I have a kid. My life's great. I love where I'm at today. I, I, and I would change nothing about it, but that song takes me back to one particular you know, uh, relationship that I was in where I was like, I could have made it work, you know, and I, I could have done something different. And that song, not only does that resonate with me there, but that song is just so insanely good when you hear it live and you've got 20,000 people all chanting la, la, la at the same time. Oh my God. And then like on top of that, like just hearing it, like I remember, I remember when we were watching it one day, I like, as they got to that point, it was acoustic. So there was no, like, it was no intense, like, you know, pop punk build up to it. It was acoustic. And I still remember screaming at the top of my lungs in my basement, la, 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 like, <laughs> And I was just, dude, I, oh my God, it was so good. And I remember sending you a message saying, I'm bawling right now because I was like, tears were streaming as I'm like, this is such a beautiful song. Like, Bro, and it, on top of, on top of this, the performance just being amazing anyway, it's not very often that, it, I mean, a day remember probably plays that song live every time they have a show, easily. but it's not every day that you get the original guest female vocalist to come in and do her part. Yo. And you, she straight killed it. Yes. Like when, when I heard her voice pop up, cause I was anticipating Jeremy to be singing the whole thing. Me too. I was too. <laughs> and I hear her pop up and I look at the screen. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, no, they, they're pulling up. They're pulling all the feels. Oh no. Yeah. I was back in high school again. <laughs> it was, right. It was I was actually with someone else while we were watching it. Right. 
and um i had to hold back because you know if it if it would have been like you i would have probably just stood right up with you tears streaming down my face just like arm around your shoulder we would have just been going at it we probably wouldn't have been able to hear the live stream but i was just sitting there enjoying (laughs) it like like yelling and cursing at my tears to stay in their fucking eyes because this is not the time nor the place (laughs) (laughs) no it's funny that you say you um it brings you back to a place of a breakup and all that and like that jeff just goes to show how every song can mean something completely different to some to different people right because the place i go to every time with that song is just it's a very triumphant positive feeling especially at the end like for some reason in my brain when i listen to that song the me hearing that last note of that song is yeah you know this is fixable we're gonna make it through this and that's just how it is so like not not shitting on how you feel when you hear the song it's just different for me but oh, yeah, it's no. like still impactful you know everyone everyone's gonna have a different feeling to the songs like those lyrics like if you can wait till i get home i swear we can make this last like mm-hmm. that that takes me back like to that that particular relationship where i remember being on the road and them telling me like look it's it's you know it's either me or or the music and i was like uh, i'm sorry like this is my life and it's it's just one of those things where i think to myself like i could have done something differently but at the same time like that song's gonna resonate with me for the rest of my life you know it's it's one of those where that memory is gonna stick with me for the rest of my life and again i would change nothing about where i am today it, it, you know with my relationship with my wife you know um I would never, I wouldn't change anything with her or our son. Like everything is great with my family, but that song just takes me back to that every single time. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, for anyone that doesn't know, this was back when Joe was doing guest vocals for Casting Crowns. <laughs> How dare I mean, you? How I just figured everyone should know you last week. You were just like, no, I'm not going to talk about what band I'm like, no, nah, brother scream that from the rooftops. Oh man. Casting Can anyone crowds. hear her? <laughs> oh my goodness. Casting crowds. You, that was, that's a good one. Oh, that uh, I'm not gonna lie. I pulled that on my ass real quick. That was fantastic. Oh man. Okay. Well, should I tell them, I guess, should I tell the listeners? No. No, okay. this needs to be an ongoing thing. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it. Just they have to do some digging to find out where I was. Right. Yeah, they can't know that you were actually playing banjo for Luke Bryan for three years. <laughs> I was actually baptized with Bud Light. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Oh good grief. That was, that's he's good. actually Lil Wayne's backup dancer in the <laughs> tight little. <laughs> Could you imagine my big ass up on stage doing that? Good lord. Oh, that'd be too much for me. I'd be sweating. I'd be. Hmm. <laughs> it's hot in here. What is this? Let's go, my boy. Get it. <laughs> oh man, but no, was, you know, with the day to remember, man. Like, it, honestly, and, and the the fact that the show happened this week just lined up perfectly with us recording. But I, every time, every time a day to remember does something new it just they 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 just reframe the picture all over again like it's everything they do is just next level every single time i remember so i remember back i want to say this was 2015 
at the end of 2015, I'm fairly certain. Um, I was, you know, just listening to music, whatever, browsing Facebook one day, and I see this thing pop up and it says Jeremy McKinnon teases new music. Um, 15 that was common courtesy era am i right no that's bad vibrations it was right before bad vibrations bad vibrations came out six years ago no way oh it came out five years ago 2016 oh my god i feel old now i that album is still new to me anyway sorry (laughs) yeah so um so you know 2016 um and everyone was kind of up in the air like what is a data member doing like what are they what are they doing because if remember common courtesy if i'm not mistaken was when they went off of their record label and was like all right we're going to do this ourselves um as a matter of fact i'm fairly certain there's a song on there uh that actually you hear at the end of the song you hear someone typing and then you hear the the email sent sound off of a mac i think it is and uh when like when you hear that this i'm like yay we did it and it's like oh shit here we go like oh but, jeremy i think they sent the email and you hear jeremy go we're fucked <laughs> yep so you know they were everyone was wondering like what's a data member gonna do what's a data member gonna do and jeremy mckinnon goes on this radio station and uh it was like 20 end of 2015 i'm fairly certain and, and you hear him talking about like uh what's going on what's what's happening and um that's when like the next thing you hear is uh him talking about like the the radio guys like so i hear new music i hear new music and jeremy's like nah man i don't know what you want me to say here and he goes i don't know what you're up to because he like jeremy was teasing it but not teasing it like right. he was dropping the most subtle hints possible without coming out right and saying yes and the guy's like i don't know what you're up to but i like it and then not like two weeks later they drop the uh the like a clip of paranoia i remember that and oh i remember when that clip dropped dude and i lost it because i was like these dudes just went back to pop punk like hardcore pop punk and i am loving it and that's when bad vibrations came out and it's like it seeing them like listening to bad vibrations which actually kind of got some negative feedback I, I don't understand why i'll never understand why that album got negative feedback yeah like like granted they did change a couple things in some of their music but the majority of it's still a day to remember and then you remember it, hearing the exposed breakdown for the first time yes. on that album oh my god so i'll tell you something i think i funny. blew some headphones on that song i so i saw a day to remember live uh it was state champs parkway drive and a day to remember in richmond at the national what an interesting lineup well the so funny thing is the reason parkway drive was on the lineup was because parkway drive was the band that first took a day to remember on tour in australia interesting okay and so when a day to remember came back and did their big tour which was the first one they had done in years they were like hey parkway drive come on with us and so state champs was great Parkway Drive was great. I broke my foot in the pit to Parkway Drive. Second time. First time I did that to Parkway Drive, broke the same foot on my birthday. That's a different story. Uh, but a day to remember comes out. And of course, they come out with the the uh the Elvis uh um intro, the bum 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 bum. 
and everyone's losing their minds. Like the lights are out and like everyone knows what's about to happen. And they come out to second sucks. And I was just like, bruh. I mean, like you want to talk about people just getting wrecked. Like Parkway Drive just went off. And now everyone hasn't had a chance to recuperate. And now we're having to go like to battle and second sucks. And so this, the set list goes on and I'm just, I'm living my best life. I'm, I'm sitting there broken foot hobbling, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay out of the pit. Like I, I just, I'm, I gotta be safe. And then I hear them say like, they ring out the note and they're, and they're getting some feedback and everything's just like rattling around you. And all of a sudden you hear Jeremy say, this is our newest song get up let's move this is paranoia and then you hear and i mean you want to talk about lightning dude i didn't care my foot was broken i was gone the circle pit was literally and for those of you who have never been to the national it is not a deep venue by any means it is a very wide venue and we had that circle pit going from wall to wall i mean like the entire room was spinning People who didn't want to be in the pit got forced in the pit. It didn't matter. And I, I like, there are a few bands who can command a crowd like that. And a day to remember certainly can. Dude, like, a day to remember is a people pleasing band. But with that people pleasing comes, you're going to do whatever the fuck Jeremy says. It doesn't matter where you're at. <clears throat> you're exactly right. You are exactly right. Well, that's like a, um, Blue Ridge Rock Fest. He told, he, Jeremy McKinnon got on stage and said, all right, we've seen crowd surfers all day. We want to see surfers surfing crowd surfers. <laughs> and the next thing you see is Jesus Christ, a dude dressed up as Jesus Christ and a chick dressed up as an angel. She's standing on him while he's crowd surfing. Like, <laughs> like what? You don't see Actually, that anywhere. Blue Ridge Rock Fest 20, please correct me if I'm wrong, 2019. Yeah, Blue Ridge Rock Fest 2019 was the first time I had ever seen a day to remember live. And Joe, let me say, this is the first, and I've been to a lot of concerts. This was the first time that I saw a band live, went home, and bought tickets to see them again the same night. <laughs> I, I saw them, and then we I went and bought tickets to see them in North Carolina. <laughs> like, they were that good. I mean, it, honestly, dude, like, <clears throat> they... Like I said, they are one of those bands that I, I genuinely, there are very few bands. I, I could probably sit here and make a list easily of bands that I've at least seen <laughs> who just absolutely command a crowd like that. And they, they just do it every single time. They do it absolutely every single time. One of my um, favorite moments of watching Jeremy, uh, the same thing you're talking about, Blue Ridge Rock Fest and when I saw them in North Carolina, they played the song Rescue Me with, you know, the, the song that they were on with Marshmallow. And, you know, there's a lot of people that were, like, kind of hit and miss with that song. But I promise you, every motherfucker in that crowd that was like, man, this song's stupid. It's not heavy enough. Don't scream enough. They were throwing beach balls and jumping up and down and losing their goddamn minds. Like, so that tells me that when they play Brick Wall, next time I see them live, I might like it. Yeah, I mean... That's the thing is, I I also grew up listening to a day to remember when I got into my metal phase <laughs> like a day to remember was that one band where they they were bridging the gap between pop punk and metalcore like they had the pop punk vibes and then they had the metalcore breakdowns and 
you know, I, I think back to listening to like, um, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the song they had? It was, it had the, uh, the boondock saints intro. Was it 1958, 1958, uh, back in 2005 on, uh, and their name was treason. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I listened to that album probably in 2007. I wasn't a big, like I wasn't into, into them in the early days. Right. Uh, but I started listening about 2007 and I remember that dropping and just dude, like it, that just hypes you up. Like that, that whole song just gets you ready and you listen to old stuff. And then, like I said, listen to what they're at now, like the old head stands who are going to be like, Oh, we need old, uh, a day to remember. I'm seeing a lot of them nowadays going, this new stuff. Isn't that bad actually? Like, no, and that's the thing. That's the thing. A Day to Remember is one of those bands that can pull off signing to Fueled by Rum and releasing some songs that people don't like, but people still being like, you know what? This album is still great. And that's what I fully expect from your welcome. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Like, you know, I, in some ways, I feel like they made, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like they made the sample uh, a staple you know, uh, back in, back in the early and mid two thousands, when it, when you had like samples from the boondock saints leading into this heavy ass track, like mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, they, they were, they did the sample thing. Then, you know, when they did homesick, that whole album is, a, is literally front to back bangers. And it, I don't think it had any samples in it, if I'm not mistaken, but they modeled their sound to this modern feel in 2009 and then, you know, the next thing you get is what separates me from you, which again, front to back bangers. And, yes. that, and that album, again, they reframed the picture. They didn't do what they did in Homesick. They did a, a, a they did their thing, but they did it with a newer twist on it. People still loved it. And that's the thing that you have to understand about a day to remember <clears throat> is what you hear in 2021 is not going to sound like what you heard in 2005. There is a 16 year difference between those two albums. Crazy to think that they've been doing that for God knows how long. But there's a 16 year difference between albums, uh, uh, you know, and in each album that they've done, regardless is homesick, you know, uh, you know, wh- whether it's what separates me from you, whether it's common courtesy, bad vibrations, like each individual album has its own twist, has its mm-hmm. own spin. And then that's why I appreciate that much more what they did with a lot of the audio compound acoustic set. Because granted, they've had acoustic things before, like they've done acoustic songs live before, where they've even played, um, excuse me, they played If It Means A Lot To You acoustic. They started out acoustic, just like it does on the the record, you know, but they've never done a live at the audio compound, like acoustic set like that where every single song they played was acoustic front to back and if they had in full production in full production but if they have i've never seen it i've never heard it i've never found it like it's it's nowhere for me to have put my hands on and go i'm gonna listen to this like the production value that they had for that entire set was just mesmerizing and that's where i feel like people people have to give them credit where credit's due like they're not reinventing the wheel every time they're just making the wheel that much better mm-hmm. and, and i honestly think that this next album whether or not you like the singles 
is they're not going to completely halt that process that they've been doing since 2005. It's not going to happen, right? They're going to change their sound up a little bit on a few songs, but they're still going to be a day to remember. I think you hit the nail on the head. You were, you sent this message earlier today. Um, and uh, because we have a group chat that we're in <clears throat> and I saw the message come through and you were exactly right. You said they're a people pleasing band. I think you said it earlier as well. <clears throat> they're a people pleasing band, but they're also a feel good band. Mm-hmm. And everything we need is a feel good song. Yeah. And Jeremy said, I was, I had watched some interviews before, like <laughs> at this point, it's probably been a year, but about a year ago about this new album that's coming out. And Jeremy said like, look, this is, this album is going to have a lot of positivity in it, which is a day to remember is no stranger to positive messages in their songs. But you know, people get caught off guard with that whole positive message thing in a, in a metalcore band or whatever. Right. Yeah. But they do it every album. And that's what I don't, I guess that's where I kind of get irritated. People sometimes it's like, oh no, they need to be heavy in order to be good. It's like, bro, Data Remembers has had soft songs since like, I want to say And Their Name Is Trees and had a couple soft songs on there, but I might not, I might not be correct there. Well, <clears throat> I think that, I mean, they've had some soft songs, like it's soft to the degree of what they've done before, you know, not every and song's going to be second sucks. No, not every song's going to be second sucks. Not every song is going to be uh, sticks and bricks. Not every song is going to be uh, the downfall of us all. Like each song has its own feel, its own melody, its own hit, you know, but the thing is, you're still going to get the same a day to remember. Like, right. like I, I, I can speak on this from the musician standpoint, very much so because I've been there. And the band that shall not be named that we so lovely uh, tease, you know, when I, when I played mercy, me. you know, yeah. When I played flute for mercy, me, um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over this. I, this will never die. <laughs> it won't, it won't. Um, you know, when you're, when you write an album. So when I joined on uh, the, the, the band had already written an EP and the EP sounded very metalcore i mean like truly metalcore it was tuned to drop c a majority of the songs tuned to drop c um the big hit that we had a music video for was in drop a but they all sounded very unique to one another like the, the like the album you could definitely tell it was a metalcore album the very next record we put out because we toured on that cool. record for probably two years yeah two years the very next record we put out was an ep it was five songs and that whole ep each individual song had its own twist but it all resonated under a new sound we didn't reinvent the wheel per se we just reinvented us because every band, their first EP is always going to have, it's funny. I always, I always say this, every band who puts out an EP or writes their, like who starts up always has five songs. And thankfully we had, we, one of these were missing, but that's also because we were a, a different style band, but every band always has the same songs. They always have the hit, which everyone loves. They always have the breakup song, which usually is some sort of sad, melodic cry me a river song. Uh, they always have the rhythm bulldozer. 
they always have the shred the like the shred war which is typically either has some sort of solo or the the lead guitar is just overpowering everyone else and then they also have uh typically one more rhythm bulldozer but it would be more so of like how can i put it uh it's almost like it's one big like rhythm chorus if that makes sense Mm -hmm. we didn't have that yeah the anthem there you go we didn't have that we had five songs that resonated well but the next ep didn't sound like the previous ep the next ep we honestly when we toured on the next ep we probably only played one or once i think we only played one song off the old ep so we have five new songs we're playing one off the old record so we're only playing six songs and everyone who listened to us from the beginning was like we miss these songs play these old songs these old songs what we love write a record like these old songs that's not how it works right when a band gets together a band isn't unless that band is only strictly in it for the money, which there are some out there. Don't get me wrong. But if a band's strictly only in it for the money, that band will do whatever their, their listeners say. That's why you hear a lot of these like pop albums come out where they sound just like what the market wants them to sound like mm-hmm. because it's what sells. But when a band is together and they're writing their music and there's no label influence, there's no, um, you know, outlier influence really whatsoever. It's all strictly the influence of the five or however many members you have in that band. When that band is writing that album, they're writing it to meet what they feel sounds good, what they love to play. You know, I guarantee you right now that there are songs that I would never want to have touched again. I know for a fact, there's one that I never would have wanted to touch again. And we didn't, thankfully. Like the song didn't just didn't sit well with me when we were playing it. Was that the death metal song you were referring to in the last episode? Yeah, the the death metal song that I played with um, with Toby Keith. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so but the thing is, like, when you, looking at this from a data remember standpoint, I totally get it. <clears throat> I totally get it why each individual album sounds different because they're not only are they writing it to a modern sound, they're writing it to stuff they love to play. Mm-hmm. You never see them look bored on stage when they're playing these songs. Never. The crowd is always in it. They're always in it. They feed off the crowd. The crowd feeds off of them. It's one big party. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like that's why if even if there's songs on the new records that I'm not big, you know, big in particular on, I respect them for the fact that they wrote it the way they felt they wanted to write it. Yeah. I was going to add to that. What you said earlier is how every band had the, the anthem and all the songs I would venture to say, and maybe this only applies to full length albums, but I'd venture to say that every band has that experimental track too. The one that they're like, we don't know if this is the sound we want to go to primarily, but we want to just get this out there and see how it's received. Yeah, exactly. And, and a day to remember did that with brick wall, in my opinion. Now, anyone who listens to the show probably already knows if I haven't brought it up that I do not like the song brick wall by a day to remember. It's the one of their newer singles. <clears throat> it went in a very interesting direction. That was not my sound. However, I will never sit back and say they should not have made that song ever. And I'll never say that about any band. Unless it's rude or racist or something like that, I will never say you guys shouldn't have produced that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there would be reasons behind why someone would say that, but you know, 
I'm again, I have nothing against any of the songs that have been dropped so far on the newer record. Um, And for those of you who are listening right now, the songs that have been dropped so far is everything we need. Excuse me. Everything we need brick wall, mind reader, resentment and degenerates. Yeah. Sounds right. I don't hate any of those songs. I think all of them are good. Like I think all of them are, are in some way, shape, or form great, and they they re- resonate well amongst a new record. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting that. That's the thing is 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 for those of you out there who who feel this way, uh, you might want to hop off that train as quick as you can. And what I mean by that is, I'm not expecting them to write homesick again. I'm not right. expecting them to write common courtesy again. I'm not expecting them to write <clears throat> uh, really anything. Uh, pre-vad by vibrations um because that would be asking a band to devolve to something they had done previously i don't want to hear as a as a person as as a consumer of music i wouldn't want to hear the same similar riffs from homesick or what have you in this new record i would want to hear them do what they do and that is produce great music that's going to sound really good and new and modern and fun and i feel like that's exactly what they're doing you mm-hmm. know uh you know just going back to like we said last week when we were talking about our, our favorite bands i could say the same thing about breaking benjamin like breaking benjamin none of their new stuff sounds like their old stuff and that's okay with me why because yeah. i still love it like all of their music i love front to back there's not one song that sounds identical the drum beats all sound unique the guitars all sound unique the tone sounds unique and as they produce these new records i'm not expecting them to go back and make uh you know uh i'm not expecting them to go back and recreate so cold i'm not expecting them to go back and recreate the diary of jane like they have their hits now what they're doing is they're they're uh putting a, a new spin on these new records as a matter of fact <clears throat> so uh i listen to podcasts as well i don't just do them uh and there was a podcast i was listening to zach sang uh, just the interviews podcast and he had pete wentz from fallout boy okay and actually this works perfectly because pete said this on there and it he was talking about how uh, zach asked him he said you know when you have being fallout boy like you think of fallout boy you think of all the hits they had when they when we were all younger and you think about the fact that they're all still pushing today like i'm fairly certain pete's almost 40 like think about that for a second we we think back to when pete wentz was the king of emos <laughs> you know and before gerard way i'm pretty sure too do what and so this was before Gerard Way and Mike Kim too. I'm pretty sure Pete Wentz was known before them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I thought you were about to say Gerard Way being a follow boy. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> I and shouldn't suddenly, be on this podcast. And suddenly this episode's done. <laughs> but, uh, thanks to everyone that was Gillow. I guess everyone have a good night. <laughs> but uh, Zach asked him. He said, you know, when you when you think back to the old songs, like, you know why is it that you write music the way you do now knowing that those old songs are there and like would you ever go back to recreate those songs or do what you can and he goes back and he said like you know you think back to 16 candles you think back to thanks for the memories you think back to songs like that 
and then listen to their current stuff and it, their current stuff sounds nothing like their old stuff why because they know one the music they're playing right now is music that they love the music they created back then was music that they love everything they create is music that they love and on top of that you still have the old heads oh, <clears throat> you know the old fob stands who are going to be loving the old music you're going to have the new fob stands who are going to love the new music he's like there's no point in going back and trying to recreate these hits when we already have the hits right you know let's let's do that more so let's let's recreate new or let's create new songs <clears throat> with newer hits and get the you know get this in there Let, let's see what we can create now and to go full circle on that i mean there's nothing wrong with revisiting your old stuff your old material there's nothing wrong with doing what a data remember did and playing some of those old songs for us acknowledging that they had an impact on people but I mean, it, it would make no sense to for them to carry the sound from like what separates you from me or me from you. Wow, I'm a horrible person. And putting that on the newest album. Yeah. I mean, like <clears throat> when they went back and played I Surrender and I'm Already Gone and If It Means a Lot to You, you know, those are songs that are just like when you go back and listen to those on the old records, when we heard those for the first time, you know, uh, on the old records, no one thought like, I'm still going to be listening to this in, in 10 years and I'm still going to jam it just the same. I, I like, no one thought uh, also on the same opposite side of the same coin, this song is going to be done again. And I'm going to be just sh in, in tears because of how beautiful it is. Like mm -hmm. they went back and revisited these songs and made them even more beautiful than what they were before. Like the, the, right. the, the context of the lyrics is still there, but the music carried them so much more acoustically that just makes you go like damn a day to remember got it like they yeah. hit this out of the park and 100 and it's just like it's when you see and hear songs like that where you're just like that that's perfect but again like revisiting your old stuff fantastic but if you're out there and you're thinking to yourself they need to play they need to write music like the way they used to no samples died in the mid 2000s sorry like <laughs> you know <laughs> I, like if, if you're expecting an album like that just it, it hop off the train because and, and appreciate with the band for what they are today like musicians i think oftentimes and this is a great great moment to reflect on if you're a big music person like i know i, I myself and aaron are if you out there are listening right there right now and you have this common connotation in your head of a band has to do what you expect them to do. Bands don't have to create music. On top of that, bands don't have to put out their music. Mm -hmm. Artists, artists who put out their music do so because they want to spread the love of their craft to everyone else and everyone else appreciate it with them. Bands who do this, you know, the world's different. It's not the same way it used to be in the 80s and 90s when bands could get signed to a label and then make millions and millions of dollars going and touring the world. It's not like that anymore. There's very few bands nowadays that can do that. Mm -hmm. Bands nowadays who go and create music and still put it out, whether you see music videos uh, consistently like some bands do. I know... Um, our last night they got big on doing music videos and covers like bands like that bands like a day to remember who are big nowadays like anybody who's playing music nowadays 
there's very few who are making multi multi millions of dollars to do what they love. Bands out there do and, this because they love the music and they love the people that listen to their music. And it's not just the producing music too. I mean, going back to this a live streaming watch, a day to remember did that 100 percent free. That yeah. was for us to sit back on YouTube and watch. We we paid nothing. They they probably didn't see a dime from that YouTube revenue because they only left the video up for 24 hours. Like that was for their fans. They did not have to do that. And they would have walked away with just as much money in their pocket as they did before that thing started. Yep. You're exactly right. And it's, it's bands like that, that I appreciate that much more where they take the time to say, you know what? And, and realistically too, that uh, there's some bands out there who have gone, you know what? 2020 sucked ass let's do something for our fans because we haven't gotten to see them in over a year. Let's make something that they won't forget. Yep. You know, and, and this could definitely, we won't get into this right now. We, we may talk about it next week. Who knows? But like the, it's okay for bands to charge that kind of stuff, but at the same time, the appreciation is definitely there for bands who are so well-known like a day to remember to go. We care about our fans so much. We're going to do this without, you spending a single penny out of your pocket. All you have to do is either turn on your TV, turn on your computer, turn on your phone, go to our YouTube channel, click the link and watch our show. Yep. That's it. And I applaud them for that. I applaud them so greatly for that because it gave, it gave folks like you and I the opportunity to sit there and be messaging back and forth saying, Oh my God, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Well, that was a moment we needed during this pandemic, during the world we live in right now, that thing, that, that show that they spent hours preparing for us is exactly what I needed in that moment. You're exactly right. Sit back and watch a group of people make art that I can appreciate. You're exactly right. You are exactly right. And of course, if you're listening, let us know what you think. You can send us a message on this. You you know, if we're full of crap, let us know. Or if you agree with us, let us know as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> new stuff sucks. Hey Joe, before we before we wrap things up, I think a congratulations is in order for uh, a good friend of ours and a uh, a very just loved person all around on this podcast. Oh, so I I don't we, I know this podcast doesn't typically cover like the latest news and stuff that's going on in the the music scene or whatever, but congratulations to Rory of Dayseeker on having his child. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think we couldn't leave without talking about this man. Beautiful thing to happen, right? Very true, very true. So, um, uh, we so Rory out there, uh, if you've never heard of Dayseeker, you're missing out. Go check them out immediately as soon as you're done listening to this episode. Bring the tissues. Bring the tissues. Go listen to Day Seeker. Go listen to every single album. You're going to love it. Uh, Rory is their vocalist and one of the most uh, kind, tender-hearted, sweetest dudes we've ever met. Um, yeah. And uh, he he just uh, had, well, I mean, he just announced that uh, you know they had a daughter, and uh, it's amazing. That's as a as a father myself, uh, I I wish him the absolute best. Uh, because parenting is not an easy thing. Um, trust me when I say I literally just had to deal with a screaming toddler before recording and all because he wanted to go to sleep with his Xbox controller. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no. That's what Matt, happens when you raise your kids on Black Sabbath, Joe. <laughs> hey, look, I got to show them the glory days, you know? 
Yeah. I, I got to show him when I played, uh, you know, triangle for, uh, and even, even more props to him for like, and, and if I, I, we won't get into the details crazy, but if I remember correctly from the post, he literally found out he was a dad. And like three days later, he, he was like, yes, it was insane. <clears throat> and so props to him for sticking around being there and like, really, I just, I don't know. I, that story really hit me, Joe. That's why I'm talking about is like, I was like, man, that is, that is amazing. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, because of course he's going through a wild stuff right now. Hopefully, we can have him on the show in the future. Uh, I'd love to sit down and talk with him and and uh, really get a chance to just have some good old fashioned conversation. Because every time I get to see him, he's on the road touring and and having to do the band thing. So I get it. But um, you know, wishing him the absolute best with that because he did find out on such short notice, and boom, three days later, like you said, baby's here. So. <clears throat> you know, wishing him the absolute best, uh, you know, and, and all, sending him all the love that we can, because again, he is just a phenomenal dude. And I know without a doubt that baby's in good hands. So that baby's going to love his lullabies at night. Oh, good Lord. Could you imagine him singing to you to go to sleep? Oh my God. I saw a, a Twitter comment. The dude was like, Oh, you're this baby. Like something like God just said, this baby's going to love being sung to sleep by you. And he's like, already happened. It was like the day it was born. He she was born. It was like, it was so sweet. Perfect. That's even better. Well, everybody, we're going to head out. We will see y'all next week. I'm Joe. I'm Aaron. And as always, Dad, Dad, Dad. Dad.